Hello friends, this is Pastor Bill Clark. Welcome to the podcast. Hello friends are the first two words I begin each message that I get the privilege to share each Sunday. I get to tell my friends about the greatest friend, Jesus Christ. I also consider friends to be one of the greatest gifts a person can have in this earthly life. Most of the episodes will be messages I share each Sunday, but from time to time, I'll invite a friend to share some of their life with us over a beverage. I pray these episodes bless you and help you on this journey of life. God's blessings to you, friend. This is a message I shared at Timothy Lutheran Church on Wednesday, December 6th, for our Advent service. It's based on a series from 1 Thessalonians. Evening. Good evening, friends. So last Wednesday you had some homework, and I was kind of thrown at the end, but you were to prepare for this week's service. Read 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 10 through 13, our, our part of our epistle reading tonight, and then answer these three questions. Have you ever prayed for someone in the way that Paul prays for the Thessalonians? Two. Why does Paul chiefly pray for the Thessalonians to increase in love? What does that tell you about your prayers? Three. Who is going through a difficult season in life that you will pray for? Well, let's see if we can help you answer some of those questions tonight. Back in 2008, it was mid-afternoon in central China, and suddenly all hell literally broke loose. An earthquake hit with a magnitude of 8 on the Richter scale. As you can see from the pictures, concrete panels, crumpled steel, and crushed tile buried thousands of people. Rescue workers reported that they heard people screaming. There was hopelessness. Don't lose that image. Today in our sermon series, we're going through 1 Thessalonians. Today our sermon is entitled, Praying Like Paul. Based on 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. So here's the context. In chapter 2, the apostle describes his relationship with the Thessalonians like this. Like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. And like a father with his children. Paul even writes, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you had become so very dear to us. Paul is being no armchair theologian here. He doesn't sit in his ivory tower. He's not being aloof and distant. Paul dearly loved these people. But then the earthquake hit. Paul and his companions were literally run out of town. Luke tells us in Acts chapter 17, some of the Jews were jealous of Paul, so they formed a mob and set the city in an uproar. And they cried out, 
These men who have turned the whole world upside down have also come here. Paul had to run for his life under the cover of night. But then there were the aftershocks. Even though Paul escaped, the Thessalonians felt stuck under the concrete panels, the crumpled steel, and the crushed tile. Paul writes, You suffered from your own countrymen the same things those churches suffered from the Jews who killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and also drove us out. There was hopelessness and ongoing screaming. I hear the screaming. I'm sure you do too. We all know people who are buried, especially this time of the year. December has often brings unsettling earthquakes, holiday stress, Christmas blues, massive debt, it's no wonder the month presents a dizzying array of demands. Think of all the things we're expected to do in December, right? Shopping, online shopping, one of the greatest forms of shopping that's ever been invented. Baking, cleaning, traveling, entertaining. And then there's always the parties that you have to go to with Uncle Ralph, right? Enough said. For many people, the holidays are a painful reminder of what once was. This is tr especially true for those who have experienced a significant loss, such as a death of a spouse, a breakup, or a divorce. What does Paul do for those he loved and who were suffering so much, who felt as though they were screaming in their pain and loss? Paul prays for them. So can we. We can pray like Paul. Pray for people to grow in faith, Paul writes. Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. You know, sometimes I think people see prayer as a, uh, like a heavenly slot machine, right? Make your request, put the coin in, pull the handle down, and presto. We get what we ask for. Other times we think prayer is like a rabbit's foot or a four-leaf clover. It might just bring me some good luck. And still other times we see prayer like a visit to the dentist's office or getting a physical, right? You got to do what you got to do. But that's not Paul. He earnestly prays night and day. In fact, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, the apostle writes, Pray without ceasing. Look at the context of Paul's prayer. To supply what is lacking in your faith. Now, the term translated supply appears in the New Testament in the context where fishermen mend their nets. See, Paul knows that the Thess Thessalonians have faith and they have nets. But Paul also knows this, that they are lacking. Their nets need mending. And we know that feeling. When our nets has a hole in it, when life seems futile, why try? Why get up in the morning? I'm just calling in sick today. Why keep on fishing? I'm just going to lose everything again today, just like yesterday. Nets need mending. Faith needs strengthening. Look at Paul's prayer more closely. He prays that he is the answer to his prayer. Paul wants to mend the nets. Of course, Paul is anything but distant or aloof. Paul dearly loved these people. 
can pray for people to abound in love. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. So question for you. What do you call it when you put on a few pounds but you don't gain any muscle? You call it Bill Clark, eating too much over Thanksgiving is what you call that. See, I, last Sunday I wore, these, I wore my gray suit. I like gray suits. And I forget one thing about that gray suit. It reminds me of something. When I start to expand a little bit, my microphone pack doesn't stay in my pocket all that well. And I constantly have to make sure it doesn't come out. But for the record, I'm not wearing that suit tonight, and it probably won't come back out until after Christmas. What my gray suit pants are telling me this is that you're putting on pounds and it's all fat. What's the point? If we don't increase love, all we have is spiritual fat. If we increase in knowledge without increasing in love, all we gained is a fat head. That's why Paul prays for love to increase and overflow. When our world collapses, the temptation is this, to become self-absorbed. But being self-absorbed never works. Being self-absorbed never works. So we pray for people to begin again to live outside themselves, to serve, to assist, to help, for their love to increase and overflow. Because love is the key. You can do a lot of things, like when you go to the dentist, right? Think if you prayed the same way that you went to the dentist. Now, unless you really like love going to the dentist, that point doesn't work. But if you're like me, it's something I have to do, not something I want to do. And it's certainly not anything that I love. Paul wrote this to another church in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 about love. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but do not love, I am nothing. If I give, it all, if I give away all I have and if I deliver my body to be burned but have not loved, I gain nothing. We can pray for people to become secure in hope. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all of his holy ones. What do most people need when they're going through a tough time? They need to see the big picture, don't they? They need to see that what God has planned. Our Lord Jesus will come and with all the holy ones. So back to our earthquake in China in 2008. Five days after this massive earthquake, a group of rescue workers found a dead body of a young woman. She was kneeling. Her back was hunched over, supporting a crumbled ceiling. Her arms were stretched forward, her hands thrust firmly into the mud. As the rescue workers walked away, suddenly the team leader understood. He ran back to the woman and reached underneath her of her body. There in that tiny shelter, the woman created by using her own body as a protective shield was her baby. And he was alive. 
three months old, unheard, and he was sleeping. Inside the baby's clothing was her cell phone. On, on this, she typed a message. My dear child, remember, I love you. Matthew 27 and 54 says that the day that Jesus died, there was another massive earthquake. And this one was from hell, literally. Talk about being buried and trapped. There was also hopelessness and ongoing screaming. Jesus knows all of that and so much more. Listen closely. His death means you live. His protective shield means you are safe. And his message to all of us is this. My dear child, remember, I love you. So we pray. We pray for others to become secure in this hope. The hope that this crucified and living Christ is coming again. To restore everything we have ever lost. This is the promise of 1 Thessalonians. Lo, he comes with clouds descending. All of the years of pain will be erased. Every tear of disappointment will be wiped away. The symphonies we missed, the sunsets we didn't see, will be beautifully played over and over again. The spouse that was snatched by disease will run into your arms. The health that eluded you in the winter of your life will return a thousandfold. The friends and family members who died in the faith will sit next to you, singing in the heavenly choir forever. How do we help people who are crushed by holiday stress or loss or desperation? People who are hanging on by a thread, whose silent screams are ongoing and seemingly endless. We can pray. We can pray like Paul. Amen. Thank you once again for listening to the podcast. If you have any questions about anything that we share in our messages, any questions on faith, any just general questions, get a hold of me. I'd love to have a conversation. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day. God bless. <laughs>